Podcast. This is Paul Wilson. And Chris Emke. And you're listening to the Diesel Performance Podcast. Guys, we got a great show put together for you today. Uh, Chris, another UCC competitor that I think is going to make some waves regardless of results. I mean, he uh, he gave us the blueprint to success. Um, I, I don't want to ruin any any little things here that uh, you know Jacob Rudin said in his interview. Um, I'm just really excited to see what he brings and uh, how he executes his plan. Absolutely. I think it's, it's going to be a show. <laughs> <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. I think it's going to be one of those that you're going to want to keep an eye on Jacob Reardon. No question. Stick around for the show. You're going to hear why. Uh, this week over at Calibrated Power, Duramax Tuner Chris, I accidentally said last week was was people's last chance to, yep. to get the special. But the this week's the last special. chance. But for real yep. this week, this week yep. it's done this month. There will be no tuning sale going on yep. come come next month. Uh, so, yeah, we're doing $100 off, switch on the fly tuning, whether you do that on EasyLink or EFI Live. Um, another thing, Paul, that I kind of want to mention is ag tuning is becoming more and more in demand. Or in the season. Um, you know, there's no lie. Last year with COVID, uh, a lot of the ag support was a little questionable because a lot of farmers didn't know what was going to go on. Sure. And the the aftermath of that is this year because now it's a twofold. <laughs> um, so been super super busy with uh, tractor stuff and some semi stuff as well. So, yeah. you know, if you guys have any questions or have any interest, feel free to give a shout over at the shop, and you know, we'll be able to help. Ask for me; I'll be more than happy to help as well. Absolutely, good call. Uh, it's ag season. The temperature's breaking. That also means that we have a lot of maintenance issues and troubleshooting issues to talk about. Of course, we're going to have our two experts yep. on the show today. Super Tech Jeremy Garnett will be following us later. Uh, that's jgarnett00 on Instagram. Make sure you go follow him. There you go. Ton of shop work. Uh, you can see some really cool, like actual mechanic shots of stuff yep. he works on throughout the day. Jeremy, Jeremy's kind of our superstar in the shop. Like you know, we we chose him to be on the show for a certain reason, um, but he gets a lot of the jobs that are a little bit more meticulous. Um, I guess you would say. Um, he's also led some, you know, some. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, he's led some teasers as well, just on some future builds that we have in the shop. One of the new upcoming ones that are super, super I'm excited about is uh, we have a 2003 Hummer that uh, got dropped off to us from uh, one of our awesome customers. Um, and we're going to be doing an 800 wheel horsepower LBZ build. Yeah. Um, so this is a this is a huge task at hand. Um, Jeremy was one of the all stars to had our own shop conversion, uh, which was a little bit of an older Hummer. Uh, so you know a couple of differences just in the chassis and some of the stuff there that you know for the swap itself. But uh, this one's super super cool. So we're really really excited. And uh, the owner of the Hummer. He owns a, a a fairly big wheel tire company. I'm sure a lot of our listeners have heard about that, uh, heard of the company in the past, which we'll get into further. So it's going to be used for some promotional video and stuff like that. So um, I know Jeremy's super excited to kind of dive into it. He'll do a great job with it. So Absolutely. And guys, make sure you stick around for those super tech segments. Jeremy's going to be giving us a week-by-week -week update, just telling us a little bit about what he's touched on that project all the way throughout it, so you can kind of follow along with the build at home as well. Uh, and then don't forget, we're also going to have some troubleshooting shooting uh, on the show give you guys some real world practical uh, diesel performance troubleshooting that our team deals with here over at calibrated power home of duramax tuner.com but chris let's not dick around anymore let's get right to it man i know everyone's gonna love hearing from jacob absolutely jacob how the hell are you doing great how, how about you guys Man, we're 
we're preparing just like you, just in different ways. You know, <laughs> that's a couple weeks, man. UCC's coming. Yeah. Does anybody know the day count? I don't know if it'll matter by the time this broadcasts, but yeah, I mean, we got to be. It's getting in the thirties. Yeah, it has yeah. to be. Yeah. Soon. How do you I feel about counting. that? Oh, I, st- I, st- <laughs> I mean, we're like six weeks behind. I stopped counting <laughs> when I figured out we were six weeks behind. That buys time. And, uh, <laughs> I know by like May 15th ish, we plan on leaving Idaho to start making our way over to Indiana. So uh, hopefully we can leave in that time frame. I okay. love that. I love so, that. So, you know, let, let's dive into this. Why UCC 2021? What made you jump in and, and, and go to compete? <laughs> it's so funny, just the whole thing with all this. UCC was never really a thing that I even thought would happen. Um, I put a truck together. I put my truck together a couple years ago and did a built motor with a small fuel and air setup and i just wanted way too much out of it but one of my best friends name is paul uh he's a terrible influence great name i already like the guy sounds like a stand-up dude (laughs) terrible influence i've never met a great paul let me tell you whoa (laughs) one of the worst influences uh he i was actually down our paul's the same way helping him out at his shop and I was down there for a couple of weeks because things were a little slow up here. So I'm laying downstairs on this air mattress and I get a text message from him upstairs and it's this triple kit for an LB7. And he was like, yo, we need to put this on your truck. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have any more money because I just put my truck together. And he was like, don't worry about it. I'll get the kit for you. And when you sell all your old stuff, just pay me as it sells and i'm like i really don't like this whole owing thing but triples like what, <laughs> what, what could what could possibly go wrong so we drove up to uh southern idaho from salt lake we bought the triple kit real late at night came back we slammed it on the truck and uh then they canceled the last event of the season which was custom autos event uh they canceled the day of so I drove the truck home with triples, hood stacks, the whole nine from Salt Lake City back to Coeur d'Alene, uh, basically kind of in the middle of winter. Oh, wow. And, uh, <laughs> man, let me tell you, I just, I basically just smelt exhaust the entire time. But High on number two, we never, man. <laughs> we never had a UCC truck of our friends and all that i mean everyone had some you know decently rowdy setups but nothing too crazy so uh paul built the trans and put all the billet goodies in it and everything that we would need and another buddy was like hey man you should see if you could go to ucc and it's like okay we've hit the dyno a handful of times all we've really done is dirt drags because that's what we have around here and uh but yeah i'm down i'm down to go to UCC. <laughs> like, what what's the worst that could happen i mean if you're a diesel truck owner you're already retarded because the shit costs so much money facts and once you start the rabbit hole it's funny you guys are laughing i mean i can't even laugh anymore because this is not funny no. this is expensive <laughs> 
No, but I think we're all laughing because so, we've all been I there think, at some yeah, capacity. We've all felt right, that pain. right, right. Yeah. You're laughing now after the fact. I'm yep. waiting to arrive there. <laughs> oh, but you're just like delirious. Whole... <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the whole thing, I actually hit up Elmer. Uh, who works for Custom Auto. I'm sure you guys know Elmer, but yep. I hit up Elmer because there was a few little birdies talking about there was some open UCC spots because the border's still closed. And I'm thinking, okay, well, we have an even rowdier setup this year than we did last year. I mean, what do we really have to lose? So I hit up James and Chris. I'm just like, hey, if you have a spot, uh, I'm down. And he's like, there's a couple spots left and you need to pay right away. And I mean, at the current moment in time, I, I didn't have the entry money just laying around, you know, cause I'm trying to finish my truck, but like, Hey, I got a credit card. That's got some available credit on it. And that's, I called up my buddies. I'm like, Hey, you guys down to go to UCC? And everyone said, yeah. So it, I mean, what do we have to lose with, the way our industry's going, the things that have been taking place. I mean, this whole thing to me is to have fun. Yes. It's to go out and compete and represent, but you also got to think of everything that happens behind the scenes, you know, the long nights, the throwing stuff across the shop, the wrong parts, <laughs> the, I mean, you name it. There's just so much that goes into being able to make something like this happen when you have, you know, me and another guy here, two other guys in Utah, another guy in Illinois. I have another buddy in Western Washington and, you know, I, nobody skipped a beat when I picked up the phone and said, Hey, do you want to be a part of this? Do you want to go? I mean, everyone was absolutely let's go, let's have fun. And, uh, it, to be honest with you, it, me, kind of you know laugh and joke about the whole money thing and all that but the reality of it is is i can't take it with me when i go and i mean this whole thing is like i said it kind of circles back to everyone that's had a some time into the truck of you know wrenching or fixing issues or getting it places or getting it to where it is everybody plays a part i mean uh there's no way i could do this by myself so that's kind of how the whole the whole UCC thing came really more as a joke to begin with. Just, hey, if we could go, great, sounds good. But it was kind of a pipe dream uh, until it came time to pay the bill to to pay the entry to get in. And it was like, <laughs> okay, so we're actually going to do this. Like, it's, real. it's real. It's <laughs> real. And then they launched a, a – a, which is just a little bit off, to off topic, but they launched a – uh, west coast race schedule this year and so we, we actually have uh you guys were talking something like 30 days or whatever the case may be uh it's april 15th and april 24th we have our first race in sacramento and i don't even have fuel in the truck yet uh currently as of right this moment wow so, oh my so for our listeners here let, let's kind of switch gears a little bit What's the rundown on the truck? What yeah. is the truck and, and what's the setup? And, you know, what, what does that look like going into 2021? So it's a 2002 Silverado LB7. It's got like 412, 112,000 on the truck body and everything there. Um, this setup for this year is a lot different than last year. So, 
did a half fill block, ringed it, pistons, rods, stock crank, 100 cam from SoCal, and then uh, ported and polished heads. All the valve train was uh, from Manton, and then we got injectors from Flux. Uh, they flow. They're about 460s, so they're big. Uh, we got two dynamite, uh, 12 mil pumps, and then we switched from triple 75s from last year. This year, we are going to two 78s and an 80 from PMT, which is the machining side of Danville. Um, and then we got the Whirly Fab triple kit, and then Interstate Diesel built actually both of the transmissions so we have the trans in the truck and then we have a spare uh in case anything happens but paul's done a lot of the work he's done all the transmission stuff for all of my trucks and all my customer stuff but uh he's also helped a lot on getting the truck going some of the parts set up uh, and so that's basically that's basically the the gist of the setup um we got a little bit of nitrous going into it and uh so it should be a good time should be a really good time i feel like you're giggling in the little nitrous it's not a little nitrous <laughs> we have a garden hose yeah. right a couple yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I i figured with the garden hose injectors we may as well garden hose some uh the laughing gas nitrous yeah. as well <laughs> yeah i mean there may or may not be two bottles bolted down in the bed right now so um <laughs> I mean, it's it sounds like a really, really rowdy setup. And one of the things we've seen is that guys who have experience with with really, really big horsepower is they tend to play around with the setup throughout UCC, changing up from right. a, a single setup to a, to a triples or to to, to a, twins or, yeah. or whatever you're going to do. Um, going on to the dyno seems to be that point where you want to throw everything you can at it. That's where if you have all of the nitrous on earth that's where you're going to use it you're probably not going to see a ton of it uh in the other events maybe a little bit of usage and but. we've been hearing recently with some of the interviewees uh interviewers that there's there's a strategy to being on the dyno that's right that's right as opposed to just flat footed which would be my right yeah, of course yeah, of course <laughs> so so jacob i want to i want to ask about your strategy on the dyno what are you thinking because it, it is a a linchpin of this competition that you can be fast, you can be good at sled pulling, but man, you gotta you gotta not only make the power, but you gotta put the power down on the dyno to win this thing. Absolutely. So I, uh, the concrete guys just left this morning. Uh, I have a dyno showing up to my shop. Uh, allegedly, the first week of May, the deadline's been pushed back. This is the third time. So I was hoping to actually be able to get the truck on the dyno before we went to Sacramento for our first race. Um, I obviously don't think that's going to happen. Uh, we honestly just want to, we want a big number. I mean, I want to, I want to see what the setup can do. I want to see the biggest goal with this truck that I've been talking, you know, with some of the guys on the team is, let's push this thing and see where our limits are going to be. But we want North of two K on the dyno and I will spray the balls off that thing together. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I felt that. I, I believe yes. that. I don't give yes. a shit what it takes. <laughs> if we need to add more nitrous, or I don't care what it is. Like a third bottle. You'll yeah. add a third yeah. bottle. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, maybe a fourth bottle. Or just however we can get the maximum amount possible into it. But that's really the big thing. I mean, a lot of these guys, I think, come in with this big strategy of, oh, we want to do this. Oh, we want to do that. And I'm going to be honest with you. I want to have fun. I want to have fun. And if we don't hit north of 2K, which would be insane, uh, I mean, I would be very surprised if we didn't. But that's the biggest thing is I don't really – we haven't really talked about a strategy. I mean, what our group of, of friends and our team and, uh, I mean, we're the guys that last year for ATS – we left Salt Lake City at midnight, and we arrived at ATS when the roller started going, and we drove all night. I mean, that's just <laughs> why it's like that for us. I have no idea, but if we weren't showing up last minute, that wouldn't be our team. So, you know, we got an idea. You know, spray the balls off it on the uh, on the dyno. But uh, I know you said your your main experience or what you deal with mostly is is dirt drags. Do you have a lot of drag racing experience, just at a quarter mile or an eighth mile track? On a track, no. Okay. Okay. On a track, no. I've and I mean, people are gonna think that I'm and <laughs> everyone I've talked to so far, which is just it's been a funny conversation, but everyone's like. Have you hooked up to a sled before? Nope. That's not that uncommon at this event. I know guys that have been competing in UCC for years, and the only sled hooks they've ever done are at UCC. True. So, but, but hold on, Jacob. Have you have you run a truck on the dyno? Oh, I, I, absolutely. Okay. 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 So you have dyno driving experience right you you know i mean i would assume you're a master at the tree doing the dirt drag stuff so you have somewhat of an understanding are, well, well, let's phrase that as a question are you good at the tree because I'm, <laughs> I'm dirt dragging i'm not good at the tree i mean you're not very good at driving yeah, well, <laughs> in forward i'm good you know it all really depends i would say half the time i'm good and half the time i'm just a straight up potato i mean there there's really no other way to describe it i mean it, it's one of those things where like uh, sometimes my reaction times, bam, right there. Uh, but the other thing too, is I have zero idea what kind of spool up we're going to be dealing with on this setup, because just with last year and the, really the only downfall for triples is getting staged. Um, yeah, the last year setup was extremely rowdy on the street. Um, I mean, from the time the turbos lit until the time you let out of it, it was a pedal fest and it didn't matter what you did. Didn't matter what tires I had on it, short of, you know, a set of slicks, cheater slicks, stuff like that. But I mean, some of these, uh, you know, proxies or 420s, they usually hook pretty damn good on the street. But uh, that's going to be the biggest thing of of staging this year is... I, I'm going to have zero time to get it figured out because obviously we're running out of time, but it's an entire, entirely different setup as far as spool up and all that goes. So uh, dyno wise, I'm, I mean, I don't have any, you know, doubts, issues, none of that. And I don't really have any doubts or issues throughout the whole thing, but dyno wise, I'm pretty damn confident in the biggest issue we have is spinning on the rollers. 
Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about about that because what we've seen is two different things affect trucks massively over the Friday and Saturday events, which of course is drag racing. You got to qualify, and then you, and then you go through a bracket series, uh, and then you will go over to the dyno on Saturday, and. And we usually don't see a ton of chassis swaps, right? Like, right. like there's not a lot of guys doing a ton to their suspension between those two events. Maybe stiffen it up a little bit for the dyno um, at the very most, uh, you, you know, things like that. <laughs> Strapping seems to be a big deal, especially this year. They're really putting an emphasis yep. on how you strap the truck to the dyno. Others have already said it makes a difference, yep. right? So having that experience of just even how to get it it held down the right way is big but tires man we know that tires are the one thing that probably are guaranteed to change on just about every truck through all three events i would be surprised if anybody gets through two events on one set of tires what what is your plan on that like have you looked around do you have experience with oh we want really sticky tires or oh we want you, you know something with like a medium uh, all-terrain tread like what has worked the best for you what's your strategy there so I'm trying, I can't exactly, you know, tell you how I've been on a few dinos and the latest thing that we came up with was about 20 PSI in these proxies. And we had one, two, three, four straps in the front and six straps on the rear of the truck. And this is with you got one guy jumping on the strap and you have one guy ratcheting to <laughs> tighten the thing. Uh, that was the first time that we didn't spin. So it's going to be a little interesting. So the dyno that I ordered up, it actually has all these machined grooves in it to hopefully eliminate any sort of spin. So I'm going to play with a little bit of tire setup in the shop which sure. would be the only advantage I'll have, you know, just for myself versus before we've just sent it up there on the proxies and you get 18 guys to strap it down and it sticks or it doesn't. Yeah. Wow. And once you, once you make a hit, you're heat soaked. So even if we get it strapped down for, I mean, we made three hits at ATS and the truck was hot. It was super hot and it's super hot in that, you know geographic location so we had one shot at it and we spun really bad um didn't quite put out the number we wanted to but that's going to kind of be the goal is to just i'll test out different wheels and tires and whatever works the best on my dyno is likely what i'm gonna strap down there on that dyno but yeah we have a set of slicks for dragon and then we're we're gonna go with some kind of at tire for sled pulling and I have four LB7s, so I have a few wheels and tires to choose from. <laughs> there you go. Now, speaking so. of sled pulling, let, let's dive into that a little bit. You said you've never sled pulled. I assume you've at least talked to somebody about sled pulling, what to expect. Uh, what modifications do you plan on making to the truck for the sled pull? So I've talked to quite a few people. We have this uh, – we built up this custom – I guess hitch you could call it that bolts onto the rear frame of the truck, but we're just, we're going to block the rear axle off so it can't move. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you. We're really not going to go too crazy into how much we're going to modify the truck because this will likely be the only time the truck even hits the sled. I mean, and we'll hook up to it. We'll see what happens. And 
kind of learn from there what we can and can't do. But I've been talking to some people that are more just sled pull only. It's mostly what they do. And I mean, you're talking, you're talking money that I've long spent on all the rest of the truck that these guys are getting these things set up to take whatever they want to throw at it while it's hooked to the sled. Yeah. Um, we've done, we've done some beefing up to make sure things are good, but we really haven't spent a whole lot of time into it mostly because of how, how behind we are. Well, this is the dance between UCC, right? Because when you go out and build a sled pull truck, you know what your weight class is. Not only do you know what your weight limit is, but you also know where to put that weight. Right. So it's so it's very yep. obvious. It's very direct. It's very. I don't want to call it simplistic because there's a ton that goes into it. But but I will. Um, then when you go drag racing, everything you just did is the opposite. You need well, to make the truck as light as you can. You need to right. shift the weight around to a different place. I, the power needs to come on differently. It's a totally different setup. So th- that's why I'm always kind of curious to hear. Do you do just a weight box and a hitch and and run it? I, I mean, do you spray the shit out of it? It's the last day at UCC. This is when you're there. You, you know, like, do you go all out and go all for nothing and give it all the spray? And that's kind of been one of the things that's been being tossed around. And, you know, some guys bring up the point of, oh, well, sled pulling's the last day. And uh, realistically, I <laughs> we have six more races after UCC. So, you know, throwing all the sauce at it's going to be on the dyno. Uh, I've seen what sleds do to trucks and mostly because guys don't let out. I'm <laughs> one of them. Uh I'll be honest right now. So I've been working back and forth with Gabe over at SoCal diesel and we are more than likely going to try to put a spare motor together for this year. And it kind of ended up being able to trade a little bit of work for a little bit of work to get my dyno pit in the shop. So it kind of freed up a few little dollars and well, you guys know when a few little dollars get freed up, it's like, how can I buy my next really stupid purchase? <laughs> we need another motor. Chris, let's put a spare motor together. <laughs> it's like, Chris, I've heard you say this shit. I have, I have. Well, so it's funny because like a year and a half ago, buddy of mine had some pistons for sale and I'm like, Oh man, I need a set of forged pistons. So I buy them. I actually lost them. I found them a week ago, but I, I bought them and they got moved in the shop about 18 times. And every time I clean up, I move them and then I lose them. But anyways, I found them buried in the bottom of a tote. And so when I found them and put my eyes on them, I'm like, yo, <laughs> that just saved me two grand. <laughs> so, look, look, I found this lost set of forged pistons I've already spent money on. Yep. You know what that means? I'm gonna I have them. to have a motor to put yeah. them in. Right. No, I get that. That's total logic, Jacob. Perfect. So, absolutely. And so this other motor we're putting together, it's, I don't know. Everyone says that it's rated for a thousand horsepower. I would like to see 2000 plus out of it. And it's either going to take it. Or it's going to window that bitch into the next dimension. (laughs) All right, Jacob. (laughs) Serious question. Top three UCC 2021. You'll, of course, be in the top three podium. Who's going to be with you? We're going to win, man. We always win. you got to win no matter what. You just have to have that mentality that you're going to win 
period. Who's Who are the, the other two? Who are the other two guys with you for number two and number three? You know what? I've looked at the roster like I don't know how many times, but I'm if there's two other guys that are going for the first time, whoever they are, uh, hopefully it's them. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, do. I do know I what you're do. saying. I, I love every so part much. of this interview today. <laughs> this is oh, my goodness. Thing, man, like, all right, so you guys for a little loop. The way that I have supported my diesel addiction is I buy and sell. Are you guys ready for this? Beanie Subaru Babies. Outbacks. Like <laughs> the most lesbian car that you can get. <laughs> I have made my living for the past five years selling Subaru Outbacks. Like, are we talking like Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, buy them, flip them, or as a profession, you At sell Outbacks? Oh, no. Like, I'm talking, I have I have a 50-foot wedge, and I go anywhere from Seattle to Portland to southern idaho salt lake city montana i have been all over this place buying cars and let me tell you the cars that i buy they are like the bottom of the barrel like these things are piles of shit and let me tell you polish a turd man we polish the hell out of these turds and they have done me pretty damn well up until this point but that's how I've gotten to where I am. Jacob, who the hell are you? I, I, need, <laughs> hold on. I, need, I need you to, to right now mention your Instagram handle so everybody can go follow you right now. All right. My Instagram handle for the shop is Speed Stop Inc. There is nothing posted on it yet because I my truck isn't done, so I don't really give a shit about Instagram posts. <laughs> my truck Instagram is Crayola Box LB7. Crayola Box LB7. Literally all three of us are on our phones following you right now I as found we it. speak. I found it. All right. Wow. That is <laughs> a very pretty engine bay, Jacob. <laughs> oh, Holy bitch. fuck. It's literally... <laughs> <laughs> You gotta be you, kidding oh, me! I for, I always forget that you don't do any research before the show. No, that yeah. is awesome. <laughs> hey, the reactions are way better when you see it for the first time. That it, it's so funny. The very first time that I so when I got the piping, it was all green, and the truck's red, and I'm like, yeah, I'm driving around a Christmas tree with hood stacks, and I couldn't <laughs> take it. So I pulled all the stuff off and I went to the powder coater and I said, Hey, make this all different colors. And then everyone started telling me like, Oh dude, you're gay. Oh, that kid's pieced together. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. And I'm like, listen, when you start paying for all of the modifications to my truck, then you can talk shit, make it whatever, color, <laughs> whatever setup. I don't give a shit what you want to put in there. If you're paying for it, I don't care. I I have so very so rarely lost run, words. In, run into a situation <laughs> where I just couldn't agree more. I, I I dig this so much. All right, Jacob, you've been so much fun to talk to. I know all of our listeners are going to go follow your truck's Instagram and your shop's Instagram for sure. Uh, who do you want to give a shout out to, man? Oh man, there's there's a decent list of people, but uh, you know the the number one people that you know my family. Uh, they've been there since day one and 
they too think that I'm retarded. They <laughs> constantly do the back and forth of, you know, maybe you should look into buying a house. And <laughs> I, no, I get to drive my house and I get to have fun <laughs> in my house. They've been supportive since day one. Uh, you know, my family, uh, my nephews are actually going to be out at UCC uh, with my mom. So I'm super stoked that maybe they'll, you know, jump in and get a part of it. Uh, and maybe it'll be something they want to get into um, when they get a little bit older. But, man, the list of people, uh, Dominic at Starlight, Paul at Interstate Diesel, Don and April at Flux, Josh down at Kryptonite. My best friend, Mason, he, he's been, you know, grinding with me nonstop. My girlfriend, it, it has been an all-out effort. My buddy Norman from Washington, Logan and Jake from Rev House. I could probably go on and on, and I'm sure someone will be like, hey, man, you didn't shout me out. But when you're this deep into this stuff and you get the amount of everyone tries to jump in and help and participate, OptiLube, OptiLube has been, in, Sean at OptiLube has been, absolutely incredible with getting all our trucks squared away with with fluids and all that trevor at manton like i said when you get this deep into it the list goes on and on for all the people that have jumped in and helped but you know my my main core guys uh, of my team which is paul dominic mason norman and my buddy bill i mean these guys have been through all the ups and downs of the you know, forget this. I want to quit. I want to be done. I'm over it. I can't, you know, I'm just, I'm tired of doing this. I'm tired of spinning my wheels. I'm tired of wrong parts. I'm tired of all this. And these guys every day are like, Hey man, quit being a pussy and get your shit done. And it's like, <laughs> how about you take a long walk off a short bridge, but all right, I'll get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has the same common goal, but really my, my family and my friends and the, the people you know, that are, that are close to me. I mean, they know who they are and, and they know how they've participated. And the last biggest thing that I'll say is this could not have been done by myself. No matter how much time I took, no matter how much money I had, it, this is a team effort. It's a team deal. Everybody's got to be firing on all cylinders and that's how you make this stuff work because the guy that can sit there and say, oh, yeah, I'll do it all myself. I can do it all myself. They're full of shit, man. It takes an army of people to make all this stuff happen. Oh, absolutely. That's awesome. We're excited to see you, Jacob. I I'm rooting wait. for you, man. Like, <laughs> I'm a believer. Hey, I'm gonna, while we're recording on on this, I'm going to call all three of you Paul as soon as I meet all three of you. And whatever happens <laughs> from there, I'm willing, to, I'm willing to take the consequences. <laughs> I'm sure that these uh, these other two assholes in the room could never get a higher compliment. Um, <laughs> Jeez, Jacob, thank thank you, thank you so much for joining us on the show, listeners. Make sure you stick around. Right. Next up, we got a killer segment coming from our super tech, Jeremy Garnett. He's going to give us another pro tip, and then of course we're going to be hearing uh, a little bit more on troubleshooting, uh, something to do with your diesel truck. All right, and now, guys, we are here with our super tech, Jeremy Garnett. Uh, Jeremy, how the hell are you? I am wonderful. How are you? I'm, I'm so happy to be here. Uh, we just got done talking about UCC or something UCC-related because 
all we are talking about is UCC right now. But uh, I love that's why I love this segment because we get to talk about something that's like a little bit more grounded, right? Like right. usually <laughs> you're not diving into triple turbo LB7s with 400% over injectors. No, no uh, not, not it, this year anyways. <laughs> right, it'll happen, but not right now. Uh, so hit me with it, man. What's the truck we're talking about today? Um, got to put a motor in a Cummins this uh, past week. Oh, what year Cummins? Uh, oh, four. An 04, okay. Early. Okay, early common rail. So so we're just getting started where where like they were really kind of pushing the envelope of technology and and getting there. I like it. Um, This one my psychic (laughs) sense my psychic sense says our standards are like head gaskets, uh, things along an overheating issue, but but not always. So what what was it? What what were the symptoms that came in with? Uh, this one came in overheating issue. Overheating. So overheating issue under high boost. Uh, it was actually the gasket was blown out on the number six cylinder. Um, so you got to, you know, pop, 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 pop under, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the best thing is it was a six-speed manual. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that That's your blessing and your curse because you could drive around the problem right. because you have a manual a lot easier. So exactly. you can avoid it, meaning you could stretch it out, which, hey, sure, that's great if you just need to limp it home. But some guys end up limping it along for months at a time before they come to get it fixed. How how fucked was this one? Uh, this one wasn't too bad um it actually passed the chemical test on the head gasket oh really yeah it was um just again under high boost it was you know on fifth gear fifth sixth gear you know you're giving it full throttle and you're pop 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 and oh. and then you know we get it back and we diagnose it dig into it and we ended up putting a motor in this that's the way we went on this truck oh really um, it was just the route we went we want yeah. the yeah us we decided to go with the customer and he's like, ah, let's not do gaskets. Let's, let's just let's put a motor in it. Nice. Okay, so, built motor, stock motor. It's just a stock motor, head studs, and uh, stock fuel. Nice. Okay. So, okay. Just back together. What kind of problems or surprising things happened during this repair? It was after. <laughs> like it was a pretty cool install. Um, it went in nice and easy. You know, uh, manual. You know, you want to pull the trans on it because it's easier. Sure. Um, but got the truck running, test driving it, put good 25, 30 miles on it. Sit, now I'm sitting on the side of the road. What? Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> truck was perfect. Now I'm sitting on the side of the road. Uh, fuel decided it just wanted to stay at 25K and didn't want to come down. Oh, my God. So. Uh, 25K wide open regulators unplugged no everything was plugged in uh we get it well we limp it back actually i well my first mistake is i didn't bring a scan tool with me oh no because it was my second test drive so my first test drive i went out you know checked everything but my second test drive i didn't bring a scan tool with me so so you're right you're (laughs) all right Um, but he did have a a mechanical gauge on his a pillar so i was able to tell what was going on sure but uh, what I did is I unplugged the regulator, and then it actually just put it at f- full rail, and I was able to limp it back. I was only a mile away. Okay. Um, dug into it. Thought it was a bad regulator. Put a regulator in it. Hey, guess what? It wasn't the problem. Oh. <laughs> but the thing is, I drove it. I started it up. It drove. Perfect. It did it again. It acted up again. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> so 
again, you know, we get it back, we diagnose it, and we figured it out that it was actually the fuel pressure sensor was bad. The fuel pressure sensor. So how do you diagnose that? Because symptoms like generally, like most of us understand, is that if you end up with wide open fuel pressure, that means you don't have any signal going to your regulator. Right. (laughs) So that's like the most common. That's like why I could jump on that one and like a good portion of the time you're probably going to figure out your issue. Um, How do you go from that to to the fuel pressure sensor? Well, it's again, it's an early common rail, so it's like there's really only two things that can control fuel. Right. Okay. So you have your fuel regulator, and your actually fuel pressure sensor controls the regulator. Right. Because the re- pressure sensor regulates or tells you how much fuel to okay. regulate. So I unplugged it. It didn't do anything. Um, while I was actually I was looking at it with the scan tool while I was messing with it, I actually just uh, I didn't believe that the system had 23k of pressure. So in it, well, I'm looking at the scan tool, and I'm doing it. So I took a leap of faith, and I cracked a line, and it didn't have no fuel pressure. <laughs> so um, luckily enough, we had a fuel pressure sensor laying around and uh, put it in, and it went right to 83 PSI. Oh, my God. That's nice. So. Awesome, man. All right. Well, what what's the pro tip for this segment? Okay. When you're looking at your meter and you're looking at voltage, watch the decimal point. And a five volt reference, so you could have five volts or zero point five volts. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it got me on this one. <laughs> Watch your decimal point on your voltmeter. I, I love that. It's such an easy one to overlook oh too, my, right? Because you glance down, you see a five, and you're like, "All right, so that's good. Move it, and then you're next." You got to hold those stupid yep. picks or, and, and or alligator a, <laughs> clamp it, and it's a pain in the ass that you can't reach, and you're on a creeper, and you're like, meh, meh, meh. "I'm okay, under the hood. Move. It's dark. It's yeah, doing it by myself." Guys, I've been doing it for 20 years. <laughs> Just watch the decimal point on your voltmeter. That's such a good one. I love that. Well, all right, man. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, no problem. Have a good day, guys. Guys, make sure you stick around. We're going to be doing some diesel diagnostics coming up next. All right, guys. I am here for our diesel diagnostics segment. Today, I have a new guest on. Uh, another superstar from our customer service team over at Calibrated Power Duramax Tuner, Mike Evans. Mike, how the hell are you? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for asking. Uh, Mike, this is your first time on the show, but definitely not new to customer service. It is, yes. <laughs> so, so Mike, you've worked uh, in the automotive space for some time, came on to Duramax Tuner recently, and been picking it up really, really fast here, I think because you have a lot of kind of performance background. Yeah, Definitely. So today, I was hoping you could help out one of our fans who came on to uh, the Diesel podcast page and shot me a troubleshooting question. You want to give it a shot? Yeah, sure. Let's go. All right, man. So they came on and said, hey, uh, I have an 06 LLY, and I'm looking at upgrading my intake. Which one should I buy? And they sent me a link to two different intakes that both were for LLYs. What is the first thing you would want to talk to this guy about? So with the uh, the 06 LOIs is a little bit of a weird situation. Um, GM had a lot of runoffs from the 05s. Um, actually, most of the components, if not all of them, are LBZ components. So you would really want to be looking at an LB, LBZ intake. Um, the Everything from the intake to the injectors, the turbo is all LBZ. Uh, you just have the LOI VIN code. So I always love this question. We've run into this in the past, too, where... where somebody goes through and they do like the VIN decoder or mm-hmm. or they look up and they know like oh if you have two in this digit of your VIN it's an LLY uh, 
there's some truth that and there's maybe very very few like what medium duty like 4500 right. trucks that might actually have some lly components an easy way to check this is go out and look at your ecm true that, that's i i mean an lly ecm and an lbz ecm look very very, very different yeah um one has two plugs one has three right so like yeah. can't argue that it, it, it's hard to not spot that difference some of the other stuff like you you know hey somebody like mike might know you jump under the hood you could look at like you, know, you could look at the turbocharger if you really know what you're looking for. You could tell the difference. Mm-hmm. You could look at the intake, although you got to watch that because a lot of guys did LBZ intake upgrades on their LLYs. Right. So you, you got to kind of keep an eye out there. Excuse me, keep an eye out there. The other one that's an obvious one is do you have a six speed transmission? Mm. If you have a six speed transmission, you got an LBZ. Yep. If it's a five speed, you got an LLY. Just real nice and easy. Yeah, definitely. All right, Mike. Well, hey, I definitely appreciate you coming down and helping out with an easy one here for your first time on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. Guys, make sure you stick around. Chris and I are going to go through and kind of talk a little bit about everything we discussed in today's episode and give you a little sneak peek of what's coming next week. Engineered for use with both gas and diesel engines, the XDP X-Factor is the perfect choice to restore lost power in your engine. This unique blend is a 100% synthetic friction reducer that's specially formulated to decrease engine wear, improve fuel economy, and reduce the oil operating temperature of your diesel engine. On 6.0 liter power stroke engines, X-Factor eliminates the common stiction issues and helps restore failing Huey injectors. X-Factor is more than just an engine oil additive. Use in your power steering system or add it to your gear oil for enhanced protection. X-Factor is safe for use with both synthetic and conventional oils, and one 8-ounce bottle treats up to 5 quarts of oil. To find out more about the XDP X-Factor high-performance oil additive, head over to xdp.com or find a local dealer near you. Chris, uh, people have been hearing us talk about Exergy Performance well, since the start of the show, right? Of course, they've been uh, they've been a believer <laughs> since the inception, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, I know. I just recently talked to Randy Harkema over there, uh, guys. Of course, you recognize him from our Snake Oil uh, or Not Fuel Additive yep. episode. Uh, he's he's one of the guys at Exergy that we rely on for technical expertise. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought it was really cool. I was just talking to him about going to UCC. Okay. You remember the booth that they they bring to UCC every year? Yeah, I remember. I remember 2019. Um, they do this really cool engine stand with a Cummins with their standalone with a throttle, uh, a hand throttle, and you can you know be part of the engine operating. They start it, you can rev it, and all that cool stuff. And I think it's really cool because it, it gives you that hands-on experience to say, hey, here's Exergy's fuel system, here's Exergy's standalone, Bosch standalone, here's everything working. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, you can't forget it once you've seen it. I, I didn't push too hard to okay. ask all the details because I like to walk around UCC and kind of be surprised by yeah. what I'm going to see. Um, but I will just say that if you're going to UCC this year, make sure you go swing by the Exergy Performance booth. You're definitely going to want to check out what they have. Oh, man. That's exciting. Chris, you know WC Fab uh, and WC Fab powder coating. Um, it, it's going to be one of those places that if you've never heard of them and you go check out their booth at UCC or if you go to their shop and, and kind of hang out and see even just even just the foyer, like what the you know, the waiting room, uh, you're going to be wildly impressed. I, you, it, it's tough because it, you don't know if someone were to tell me, hey, you know, they do all these crazy powder coat colors, they do compound turbo kits, triple turbo kits, intercooler piping kits, whatever. 
I am a very simplistic individual, so I have a basic thought process or picturing in my head of what's going on. And if you see their work in person, the, they're very meticulous with you know their fabrication. The welding is superb. Um, but their coloring options that they have from their in-house powder coating service is second to none. There's like 400 colors that they keep in stock. Yeah. All of their signature colors are, you know, they're the most popular for a reason. They stick out the most. Um, and I mean, Paul, man, over the years being at Calibrated Power, we have seen so many WC Fab trucks <laughs> come and go, being on the dyno, things like that. And, you know, uh, I remember when I first started, it was exciting to see a 700, 800, or a 1,000 wheel horse truck. And you just know if a truck's coming from WC Fab here, it's going to make big power. Um, I normally just get excited for what kind of color schemes under the hood of the truck. <laughs> um, but, you know, you, you're going to get what you pay for. You know, they offer a really good quality product and they have a really good support staff. They're going to stand behind what they do. And I think that goes a long way, especially this day and age in this industry. Absolutely. All right, guys. Uh, I think this has been one of my... <laughs> One of the most fun shows we've, spray, we've done recently. Just spray the balls off of it, right? <laughs> like, yeah, there's, I'm not going to lie, and I've said this before in, in other recordings, you know, UCC 2021 is going to be a little different than prior UCCs. Yep. And I think the, the blueprint of what UCC was back in 17, 18, 19 has shifted gears slightly. And instead of looking at this as, as like, oh, it's going to be dull, like these guys, not calling them no names, but they're they're not the big shop names in the industry. I think a lot of guys are hungry. A lot of guys are wanting to prove themselves, make a name for themselves. And it's it's kind of what, you know, the, the you know, the 2010, 2012s, 2015s were all over again. I'm really excited. I think it's going to shake a lot of things up. It's going to, you know, create a whole new interest going into the UCC. I think you're right, Chris. And I think one of the interesting dynamics we're seeing here is that UCC literally started from a Facebook argument. Yeah. Like that that was the, the actual origin story of how all of this spun yeah. together. My um, truck, my truck's going to make more power than your truck. My dad's going <laughs> to beat up your dad, right? Like just shows the maturity level in the diesel industry to but, say the least. And, and well, and what's been wild is to see it spiral in, and it, it kind of f followed this arc where it yeah. was all big shops who had a lot of money yeah. to throw at their trucks. And those shops came out there and they competed in a way that nobody ever expected. Yeah. They put down numbers and set records and pushed each other in a way that nobody could have could have ever thought possible. Yeah. And then now what's happened is they're, those shops are maturing. Yeah. And those people who are doing that are looking at things in a little bit different of a way and they're saying, hey, you know what? I've been there. I've taken my shots. I've done well. Maybe I'll come back in the future and, right. and, and do a comeback run. But for right now, let's support some of the other people out yeah. there. Let's see where this can go. And all of a sudden, we have small shops. We have privateers. Yeah. We have guys who are doing this just strictly out of passion yeah. and putting themselves through it. And that's that's one of the things I'm really excited about. I think you hit the nail on the head. One thing I want to touch on is the UCC is not an old event, right? The first year was 2017. Yeah, right? that's 2017. Right. Sure. Um, and I think about my early years getting involved in diesel and going to the old TS show or going to Shides Diesel. Yeah. TS and Shides were the two biggest events of the year. Okay. <laughs> TS was in the in the beginning of summer. Shides was one of the last events of the year. And to look at how big UCC is in comparison to. TS is no longer a thing. Um, Shides is still going on. It's still an awesome event. Right. But it just shows, you know, the passion that guys have and, and what the promoters at UCC have been able to do in, in such a few short years to make this the biggest event of the year. Everyone talks about it. Guys, if you haven't gone to a show, you got to go to the show. Yeah. It's definitely an enjoyable time. It's an experience to have. 
Absolutely. Well, I don't think I could have said it any better myself. Guys, thank you so much for listening. This has been Paul Wilson. And Chris Hemke. Have a great night. I would like to see 2,000 plus out of it, and it's either going to take it or it's going to window that bitch into the next dimension. (laughs) 